Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. Before we get started with today's show, I have another member of the Cryptocurrent family, Steve Miller, who's going to be telling you more ways that you can stay cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. If you want more ways to engage with us outside of the show, come and join us over on Clubhouse, the new app on iOS and coming soon to Android. On Clubhouse, we're bringing you brand new content every single week in a very fun and engaging way so that you can have conversations with us live. That's right, live. Talk to us, some great special guests, and you can join Richard and I every single week for a brand new conversation during our show, Let's Talk Crypto at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can find me at my handle, at Stephen Miller. That's Stephen with a V, Miller. And Richard, what's your handle? R Carthon, C-A-R-T-H-O-N. And starting next week, you can also find us by joining our group. That's right. Search us at CryptoCurrent on Clubhouse and you'll find our group. Join up because every single week, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, we'll have a brand new session for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of CryptoCurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. Today, I got a very special guest. We've had the company already on the show and it was absolutely incredible. It's all about security. It's all about digital inheritance. It's all about being able to securely put everything away. So as you know, back on episode 129, we had Max with Vault 12. But today we also have another member of the group. We have Wasim. How are you doing today? I'm great, Richard. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Well, on the last episode that we had, back with Max, you know, he came and introduced Vault 12, all the different things that you're able to do with it. One of the coolest things I remember being digital inheritance and having a way to have all these digital aspects of crypto and be able to store them away for your family. But today's conversation is going to be very different. We're going to be focusing on security and be focusing on a new project actually that y'all just launched about some education around security, which I'm really excited to learn more about and to talk through. But before we get into all that funness, Let's learn a little bit more about you. Can you give us some background about yourself? Sure. So I'm uh, from London. I'm a physicist by training and moved over to the US to be an entrepreneur and be part of that that whole cycle. I joined, uh, eventually joined a company called Voltage Security, which was in the cryptography space, which we always used to call crypto at that time. But the cryptography was focused on a new way to do public key encryption. And it was used in email encryption. And then later we used, uh, we developed some encryption techniques for securing data in the payment system. So every time you swiped your credit card, that would be encrypted end to end throughout the payment system. And this, what this achieved was when hackers went in and stole databases full of customer records, they couldn't do anything with the credit card numbers because they were encrypted. Wow. So that's where I met Max. That's where Mm -hmm. I met. Matt and Terence, who were the two people that introduced me to the blockchain and Bitcoin. Yeah. Wow. I mean, great place to be. Uh, it's amazing that you were able to come from a security background and then learn about crypto and just see the implications of, of what it could be. I do want to spend two seconds on that. Your first introduction to the crypto space and like once you learn like, okay, this is a thing, 
what excited you about it to be like, wow, this is something that we should go build something for? I mean, crypto, it has its basis in mathematics, right? Which is the language of the internet. It's the language of commerce. So there was an immediate kind of affinity to that. And while I was at Vaulted Security, Matt had gone on and created 21.co, which was the largest privately held company with the most funding at that time, turned into earn.co and then eventually went into Coinbase. And both of them are advisors to Vault 12. So I also, on that journey of learning more about Bitcoin and, and the blockchain, worked with the founders of AlphaPoint. So AlphaPoint, if you go back to 2012, that timeframe were the first to create exchanges. They had software that they had developed for Wall Street. It turned into exchanges. The only places that you could implement them were outside the US in Norway and the Caribbean and places like that. A lot of compliance issues. Now, 10 years later, they're like one of the de facto standards for exchanges. So that was really the first kind of real working in this space. And it took me a while. I did that. And then I went and did other things. And then I came back to join Max in 2018. And I mean, talk about timing. So, you know, you're at the top of what was the last bull cycle, crypto getting, I mean, Bitcoin getting all the way up to near $20,000. And then to come into a space where you go through the bear market of 2018 to 2019, as it rolls into 2020, which starts this next bull cycle that we're currently experiencing, the need for security I don't think can be undermined, especially as a ton of new money is starting to enter this market. And everyone is trying to quickly go and buy all these cryptos and are trying to have access to all of these things without necessarily knowing how to secure themselves. What a lot of people, again, fail to realize as newbies is that you are the wall. I mean, you are the bank. Like you oh, the control the key. Like you're, you're it, right? So like if, if someone comes and, and steals from the bank, steals from you, you just got you just got stolen from. There's nothing to come and, and claw that back, right? There's no like credit card. If you have fraud and something happens, you got somebody's like taking care of that for you. With crypto, if someone comes and steals your stuff, it just got stolen. So we're gonna spend some time here, and I really want you to kind of break down some true importance around security. And and, and just like you said before we came on the show, some timely things. There's two major security breaches leading up to this conversation. So let's start there, like. Tell us about security and some basic things first of like what people should be looking for, but then even for your, your, your people that are already in the crypto game, like things that they should be keeping their ears to the ground and, and make sure that they're keeping to learn more about. Let me start with kind of restating what you said about your, the bank. So most people's experience with financial institutions up till now is you lose your, you know, your bank password to, to log into your portal. You press a button, you get a password reset, you get a code over the phone or however they they do it, but someone took care of it for you. Amazing, right. wonderful. You can't do that with crypto. With crypto, you've got a seed phrase which identifies your wallet that you have all your funds in. And if you lose that seed phrase, it's like you lost the actual cash itself. It's like losing the combination to a safety deposit box, which has gold in it. So once it's gone, it's gone. You can't get it back. No one can open it for you or retrieve it. So that's kind of the big, big difference that I think people. New people coming in maybe don't maybe don't understand. And then if you look at, you know, what's the default sort of behavior of people? Well, they go to the, you know, they go to their favorite exchange, Coinbase, Gemini, you know, whatever it happens to be. And they make it super easy, super convenient. There's an account you set up. You can do your trading. Everything's there. There's a balance. And guess what? On those exchanges, yes, you can 
kind of get logged back in if you if you forget your credentials. The trouble is, is when you veer away from those well-known exchanges to other more exotic exchanges where you don't necessarily know the people or the, you know, who who's running it, you run into issues like not only unscrupulous owners, but just hackers saying, oh, here's an exchange. It's really popular. Let me go hack that because there's a lot of money up there. And so if you look at the stats, and I was I was preparing uh, this morning, you know, it's something like since 2011, it's something like $11 billion has been stolen from oh these types of online institutions. It's just a huge number. If you look at just 2020 alone, it's something along the lines of 1.8 billion. And in the last three, four years, multi-billion, four, you know, three, four billion dollars. So just leaving your money in some account somewhere on the cloud is just not the best way to go because no matter how hard people work, something slips through, hackers slip through, people make mistakes, some people commit fraud, and the money disappears. Then if you look at, well, what's the alternative? You know, what are you supposed to do? So you're supposed to not leave it in the exchange, in the cloud. You're supposed to bring it down into a wallet that you control. So now you're responsible. Responsible for everything now. No one's going to help you. And so this is typically done using some type of wallet. So it could be software, it could be hardware, and you're in control of all all of the pieces, which means you have to worry about the security. In this scenario, uh, I looked at like the top 20 wallets, the top 20 software wallets, and 18 of them tell you the way that you need to back up your, your security, back up the wallet so that you can access it no matter what happens is to write down your seed phrase, which is the, the main credential, write it down on a piece of paper. So that's your protection. You have this beautiful mathematical thing called cryptocurrency that is the native currency of the internet, and you have to back it up on a piece of paper. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. The other two wallets tell you, okay, you can write it down on a piece of paper, or you can store it up in the cloud in an encrypted form. So they at least tell you that it's going to be encrypted. So that's about it. In reality, there's many, many more ways of backing up your seed phrase and being more secure. So you can back it up, you can engrave it on steel, on a steel plate and put that in a safety deposit box. You can back it up on an encrypted drive that you might hold on to, or you might put that in a safety deposit box. So there's many, many ways. And obviously you can use a digital vault like, like we provide to back that up on as well. So it's just so interesting that there's like three or four different methods that are relatively straightforward for ordinary people to use. And no one ever mentions them when you're going through setting up a wallet. A couple of things I want to unpack there is, as we were talking, you know, before the show started, is alignment of why these companies or these wallets or what have you, once you get off of some of these main exchanges like Coinbase and maybe you go to like one of these wallets that have like large APYs, for example, like, like Celsius, right? They want to get you up and running as quickly as possible. So money can come in, you can start on your money and keep all that flowing without really necessarily explaining all of the different ways that you can securely make sure that your data within the wallet is, is in a safe place and no one can come and take that or, or hack it, or even you yourself will lose it. Right. Cause I mean, it's not even so much that people are coming and hacking your stuff, which is definitely still a threat. It's that people themselves are people and forget and misplace and do oh, all that. 
as well. Accidents and, you know, natural disasters, just accidents are like probably the biggest cause of losing access to funds for sure. And the, the wallets, they're not bad people. They're just, you know, they're just focused on getting you from, you know, setting things up, you know, without knowing how much you know about cryptocurrency, getting things set up so that you can actually start using the wallets. And there's this axiom in security that is security without usability is not security. You have to have usability. And so one of the challenges that all anyone associated with custody or wallets has to deal with is how can we make this, this whole process usable without overwhelming the, the consumer with warnings left, right, and center? But sometimes you just have to warn people because there's not that kind of literacy out there. And that's one of the reasons why we started, we created a, a website resource for people to kind of understand the basics of what's involved. Like, why do I have to care about security in the first place? So yeah, cloud accounts, local devices, which you can lose, safety deposit boxes are not necessarily the safest places to store anything, let alone cryptocurrency, not even gold. How do you deal with accidents? If you're trying to make sure that at some point your, your heirs should get access to the same accounts, you do need to document it and then you need to make sure they can access it at some point. There's all these things kind of floating around. And for each person, each individual investor, there's going to be different combination that's the, the right convenient combination for them. So website is securemycrypto.org. And we actually documented how to set up wallets. Like we, we picked 20 wallets. We've documented 10 of them. The other 10 are coming online soon. And we go through and wherever there's an option, we highlight it. And, and say, oh, here's four ways of doing this particular step. You don't have to take the defaults. And then, of course, there's some very, very deeply knowledgeable people out there that have been doing cryptocurrency for 10 years, 11 years. And we added some articles for them, how to create a seed phrase using a calculator, how to generate a seed phrase using dice. So these are some fun things, but we brought all of that knowledge into one place because right. a lot of it is kind of spread out on the internet and you never really know, you know how legit some of it is. To centralize a lot of that information into one place where they can cleanly come and get it and coming from a reliable resource such as Vault 12, I think is very powerful. Education is always going to be a great place. Uh, obviously through Cryptocurrent, whole goal here is to bridge the gap between people who know nothing about crypto with thought leaders in the space. And with you providing this education with security and even putting things in your mind like, wow, I can do a backup phrase using calculations on a calculator or, or using dice like you just said that just made me curious it might be way over my head from, from an advanced standpoint but can you kind of just like break that down just a little bit because that just sounds really cool today's podcast is brought to you by tantra labs where you can earn 12 percent in bitcoin and ethereum yearly tantra labs is a team of researchers engineers and data scientists economists and optimists whose primary focus is in Bitcoin, which they believe will usher in a more prosperous future built on sound money. They offer real-time loan tracking, fast automated onboarding, 100% payment history, and multi-sig storage. And again, you will get 12% APY on the crypto that you loan. Tantra Labs is taking on international clients as well as clients in the US, except for the state of New York. For more information, please go to tantralabs.io. Again, that's tantralabs.io. Cryptocurrent is proud to announce a media partnership with Miami Crypto Expo. 
It is on April 21st, 23rd at the Intercontinental Downtown in Miami. This is an in-person event where there will be multiple types of activities from an NFT gallery to multiple workshops where you can go and learn hands-on information as well as keynote speakers. And it wouldn't be Miami without having a few parties as well. For more information, please go to expcrypto.io. Again, that's expcrypto.io. And make sure when you get your ticket to type the word cryptocurrent for a nice discount. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, we're, we're actually welcoming contributors onto our site. So you'll see articles from other, other people in the next couple of months. So why would you use DICE? So it boils down to kind of the use of electronic equipment in generating something that's so, so critical. And so computers and even calculators, I guess, they're electronic, they have chips, they're not really able to generate random numbers, which, which are the thing that starts the process of giving you something that's truly random so it can't be calculated or brute forced in any way. So for your average everyday use, yeah, a computer's going to do a good job. But you know, if you're putting half a million dollars worth of Bitcoin in a wallet, you might want to do something a little more serious. And so right. removing the electronics from the equation allows you to, to do something different. And so DICE is a, a mechanism where you can use DICE to generate numbers that then can be mapped to the standard for seed phrases. It's called BIP39. And you can generate the words that way. And because there's no electronics involved, the randomness or the entropy is, is much, much better to get you started. Now, you can't just use any old dice. You do need to kind of check out the dice to make sure there's no, the manufacturing process didn't introduce any biases in there. And so there's various tests that you can do. There's a very famous test called the salt water test where you float the dice in the in salty water and it gives you an indication of, is it biased one way or another? And then you wow. can maybe do more throws or do other things to kind of take that out. In the article, we describe a 20-sided dice. So, you know, this should appeal to anyone who played Dungeons and Dragons or <laughs> any of those, those kinds of games in the past. But it's, right. a, it's, a, it's just a, a cool technique to see how the whole system works and how you can go from dice throws to actual words. How do you make sure that the words are going to line up to a seed phrase that is actually usable? And then we have other articles that tell you what to do with the seed phrase. How do you import it into a wallet and how do you actually use it? Because one day you're going back to using electronic devices to store and transact Bitcoin. That's cool. I mean, you heard it here first. You can use dice to protect yourself like that. I just think that's so cool and you know, unique that you even discovered a way to, to get that accomplished. And that, it, again, it's even an option. But on the website, just like you said, there's a ton of resources that people can go in. Read and you said you're also bringing on some more contributors. So I want you to speak directly to two different people right now. So one, you're brand new. You're just getting on here. You're kind of like baffled by all of the different ways that like you're just now learning like, oh, I'm my own bank. I didn't even realize that. What are some first steps that that particular person can do to start protecting themselves? And then on the more advanced side of, let's say you already have some things like a ledger wallet or a cold storage or anything else like that. What are some... What are some things that 
people sometimes overlook that they should be keeping top of mind? Yeah, sure. So if you're if you're brand new, you know, you're probably buying stuff on some well-known exchange. And that's great. And I do that too. But then you kind of need to understand how to move that into a medium where you can then control the security and you'll make and you can make sure how you back it up. And so typically that would involve a software wallet or some type of wallet software. And so there's articles there that will tell you this is, you know, this is trust wallet, it's the default wallet for Binance. This is how you set it up. And then these are some options that you have along the way. You don't even have to use the seed phrase that the wallet generates. You can actually generate seed phrases through other mechanisms, including Vault 12 will generate the seed phrase for you and put it in a vault so it's already backed up. So there's more ways than just clicking through the setup process. So those are kind of the first, I think the first steps. And then we have articles that explain, you know, you'll, you're going to see this term BIP39. What, what does that mean? Why should you care? Why should you choose a wallet that kind of upfront says they're BIP39 uh, compliant? So all of those kind of explanations are, are kind of in the site right there. And then for the advanced users, so I think at the beginning of the year, we saw in the New York Times, right, there were two, two stories. One was, I have three more attempts left at unlocking the hard drive, the, the encryption on the hard drive on which I stored my Bitcoin. So yeah. that, that person, that, that particular engineer did all the right things, right? He, he thought about, I've got this Bitcoin, I've got to protect it. He created a, a, a disk image, encrypted that, that disk. And then the one thing he forgot was, oh, but there's a pin or there's a password for that. I better make sure I back that up somewhere. So, you know, 10 years ago, I mean, I don't think we had password managers or any of those kinds of things. So, so he did all the right things, but he just forgot that there's one more layer that needs to be backed up. And, and I think that's the, the, the number one danger of, great, you know, you put everything on a ledger, wonderful. But you, you also need to make sure the ledger's backed up. So it's, where are the ultimate backups? What do you, where, what's your strategy for that? And these are backups that you probably, hopefully will never need to access. Right. But if you, but when you do. But when you do, <laughs> you better make sure you got them. Yeah. Again, uh, I, I know Wasm will say it, but Vault 12 could be a great way to get that done and, and to secure yourself and to make sure you have those things in a, in a safe place. But thanks for spending some time on that, breaking down some of these different ways that people can be more secure. It was very important. And one of the things that we bring up pretty regularly on the show is to always make sure that you are protected and you're protecting yourself. On that note, a hot topic that's kind of going on in the space right now are, are NFTs. And so you have a lot of money being poured into them. And, and now you're getting people who are both creating them and purchasing them, but also have no idea how to securely store them somewhere. So can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think you alluded to it at the beginning, like there were two hacks this weekend, literally just a few days ago. One was Roll, which is a creator platform. And someone stole like someone stole $5 million worth of like creators hard earned money. And it's gone. They they took it, swapped it on Uniswap and uh, off it off it went. And then the same something similar happened to Nifty, Nifty Gateway, which is one of the more popular platforms for, for NFTs. So there's two areas on the, on the NFT side. So the first is when you buy a, an NFT. And a lot of people will explain that an NFT is different to cryptocurrency or it's different to Bitcoin because 
with Bitcoin, one Bitcoin is the same as another Bitcoin, but NFTs are unique. They're pieces of art or they're tickets or they're diamonds or, you know, whatever. They're like snowflakes that each of them is unique and can have a very, very different value. But they are registered on the blockchain and they have a wallet address. So they're associated with your wallet, which you set up when you first join a platform to buy, to buy an NFT. So in terms of making sure that that asset is backed up and you can always get access to it, instead of just leaving it up on the platform, you've got it in a wallet. So make sure it's in a wallet that you control and it's not just in a cloud wallet like what happened to the role people because something bad could happen to it. These platforms are all new and people make mistakes. So backing up an NFT is very straightforward. You do it the same way that you would back up Bitcoin. And so we have articles that will describe that process. You can write it down on paper if you want, but you know, paper burns, <laughs> paper gets wet. Sometimes yeah. you can't read what you wrote on paper. So you might want to back it up somewhere else. So there's a number of different things that you can do. And I think in general, as long as it's encrypted, that's a good start. But don't forget to back up the encryption key. So that's one side of it. And then the other side is if you're the creator and you know, your piece of art is going to Christie's and it's going to be sold for $100 million, which is probably the next all-time high like in the next few months. Which is um, wild. Both you and Christie's better have a mechanism for protecting that, that actual source file. And so again, with something that valuable, security guards aren't going to help. You need something to back it up into. I think people need to think seriously about what are they using to encrypt that video file and then where are they putting it? We think our vault is a great place to put it, but there's, there's many solutions for this. People just not thinking through all the scenarios. People are not thinking about the security part, right? It's, I want to say it's the less sexy part of things, but it's very much the, you, you have a lot of these people who like want their decentralized freedom and they want to store and have the power and all that, but without really thinking through like, okay, well, with power comes responsibility, right? And so how are you responsibly securing yourself and securing these assets that you're starting to accumulate? And again, everyone listening, this is a great reminder to secure everything. And to, if you don't have a strategy in place, now's the time to create one. If you need first steps on how to do that, Wasm has put out some great ways to, to do that. Wasm, can you say the website one more time? It's securemycrypto.org. Perfect. And you can go get some articles and start doing some first steps to put your plan in place. But Wasm, as we wrap this up, I have two more fun questions that I want to ask you. The first one being, with all the knowledge that you have right now in your brain, learning everything that you have in the crypto blockchain space, if you could take all of that and go and teach yourself from day one, a couple of key items, what would you tell yourself? I think you said it. Back up all of the pieces. It's not just the seed phrase. It's the pin on top of the, you know, it's the password to the encryption of the file that you put on Dropbox. It's, it's, there's more than one thing that needs to be backed up. But just back up, back up, back up. So make sure you're backing up everything and securing yourself. The next question I have is just more of a final thought. As we wrap this up, you've, you've dropped a ton of great knowledge on us today, but as you kind of wrap and kind of put the bow on the top of this conversation, what's something that final that you want to leave with everyone? Hopefully the blockchain is going to continue to surprise us and delight us with new and new, you know, new things. Cryptocurrency was one thing. NFTs is another. There's more to come. We're only just starting. This idea that there are things out there in the world that are digital keys that open your wallet, but they might open your house. They might unlock your car, 
They might do all kinds of things in the future. And all of these things need to be protected. And a lot of this is going to fall on you. So you should start thinking about how you're going to do that. And then maybe how you're going to pass that on to future generations. Absolutely. Beautiful final thought. Protect yourself. We're going into a digital world. So you might as well find ways to digitally secure your assets. Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, what are some ways that people can connect with you and also keep learning more about Vault 12 and everything else that you have going on? Well, we have a great website, vault12.com. You can download the app there. There's a bunch of videos that will walk you through why you might want to do that. We're on Twitter and we're on Clubhouse. So come find us. Awesome. And I believe you have a a Clubhouse uh, today. How can people find you on Clubhouse? My Twitter handle is Wasim A and my Clubhouse handle is Wasim A. So just find me and we'll invite you into our, uh, into our club. Awesome. Well, again, thank you for sharing. Everyone listening, you can also go back and listen to the first episode that we had with Max back on episode 129. Again, Wasim, thank you so much for your time. And for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from A. Bryant 41. You can tell that Richard has a passion for connecting the unknown to the listener. He makes crypto a lot easier to comprehend. It's one thing to know what crypto is, but to understand is what the podcast has helped me to do. Love it. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay cryptocurrent.